Dragon, 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 dragon. Yeah, that was my impersonation of of Hodor in the current Take timeline. Oh, I see. Did you change from Hodor to dragon, dragon, dragon? Which is also a very good summary of the current the current set. Yeah. By the way, um, yeah. I, th- I thought he was just reading the spoiler, like <laughs> Dragons Attack here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, fun fact: it's actually the the thing that Hodor is suffering from is an actual real uh, disability. I forget what it's called though. Uh, let's search it up. Uh, but yeah, Being I, I was hit in the head one too many times. <laughs> uh, I. I was listening to a podcast. I think how stuff works. Okay. And yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, there. There is a, there is a disability where somebody can only say uh, certain syllables of words, like up to f- you know two, three, four, five syllables. Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't understand Hodor or Dragon, uh, this is the Power Nine podcast, and I'm one of your hosts. My name is Mick. Alongside the Spellboy, Nuno Cunha. Hello, everyone. Yes. Welcome. Uh, so, yeah, we are back for another episode. Last week, we talked about the spoilers. Um, yeah, and this week, I guess we're going to... Are we going to move away from the spoilers? Kind of, sort yeah, of. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, so most, most of the exciting things we talked about during the spoiler season... And so today we want to give you a little bit of a financial analysis uh, on this set and everything surrounding it, really. Yeah, and we're going to prep you up for pre-release this weekend. Uh, and before I go into the spiel, I want to give a little shout out to the players in Poznan. Uh, there's a new guy around. His name is Choi Jin. Uh, I just got to talk to him today and um, yeah, just a little shout out to him. Uh, shout out to all the players in Poznan, uh, Jan, Christoph, Casper. Go look for this guy. He's, I think, the where is he from? He's from Korea. He's ah, probably like the only Asian guy there. I don't so know that's like that. East China. It's yeah. It's, right. It's he's uh, Korean part of China. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So an island of China in Korea. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, and if you don't get that reference, go listen to our previous episode, which you can find on power9podcast.com or iTunes or MTG Cast. Uh, thanks to Tyler and Chewy for letting us on. Um, uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash power9podcast. And you can find us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah Twitter you power At power9podcast. Yeah, I keep forgetting all this. At power9podcast, the nine is a number nine. And if you've got any comments, suggestions, uh, questions, or topics for us to talk about, email them at power9podcast at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's dive into this, week, uh, this week's episode. So we want to prep you on your pre-release. Uh, and because of that, we're actually um, airing this episode early. Or at least I hope it goes out early. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense if this if this episode came out on um, I don't know Sunday, which it usually does. Uh, so we're going to release this episode on Friday. But you don't know until it does come out. So yeah, time yeah. paradox. Ooh, Marty, we have to go back. What have you done, Mick? What have you done? <laughs> 
We have to go back to the future. Okay. Uh, so, let's start you off with some um, uh, with the pre-release notes or the release notes. No, not pre-release notes. Uh, it's a little primer. So, uh, depending on what clan you are going to pick up this time, and remember, there's no more cans. So the cans have been dissolved uh, a thousand years ago. Replaced, rather. Replaced, yeah. Um, there are no more, yeah. There are no more cans. There are no more leaders. All your leaders are dragons, and your higher forms are all dragons. And I was, I was reading the, um, what you call it? Uh, what is that term for it? Uncharted realms, right? Uncharted right. realms. Um, they had this like little guide, planeswalker's guide to dragons of Tarkir. Uh, and so there are no more Khans. Um, they've all been slain or they've all been subdued. And now humanoids follow dragons. So the hierarchy goes like this. You have dragons on the top. And then, um, uh, what you call it? And then you have dragons. So you have the elder dragons, which are the five of them. And then the dragons. And then you have uh, Avon and Naga. And basically everything else, and then you have human and zombies right at the bottom. Humanoids and zombies, uh, kind of low on the food chain. Sucks. Well, it makes sense though because they're big and they have you know. Yeah, they're big and they can just like kill you whenever yeah. they want. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna point out some general notes that you need to take uh, take into consideration this weekend. Uh, so the dragons are all two colors. The two colors are friend colors. They're allied colors, correct. So what uh, What are allied colors then? Oh, they're the colors that are next to each other on the color pie, right? Yep. yep. On the back of a magic card. Uh, yeah, so if you're confused, turn over the magic card and you can see all red and green. Uh, green Will be consecutive colors on... On the, on the circle. So it's red and green, which is Atarka. Uh, green and... White. White, Dramoka. which is Dromoka. Uh, white and blue Ojutai. Which is Ojutai Blue and black Silumgar Yeah, Silumgar And black and red Kolagan Kolagan Okay, and they all represent Okay, they all represent The different aspects Of the dragons Endurance, cunning And blah, blah, blah uh, So you need to know The mechanics associated With each clan If you didn't know by now Okay, so Let's start off with Dromoka The Dromoka keyword action is bolster same as in fate reforged we see just the the keyword bolster coming back you basically get to choose uh one of the creatures tied with the uh, lowest toughness and place that many counters on them yeah uh, note that this happens on resolution of the abilities so you don't actually target anything exactly okay so i mean as judges we do go around and settle uh little disputes minor disputes about oh man he targeted he said that creature i killed that creature but then he still got the counters no you choose the creature upon resolution so remember um you know it, the counters still go there unless the counters still go somewhere unless the guy has no more creatures left Correct. in which case you should be winning if that has happened or you should be losing if that has happened to you uh, try not to let it happen to you. Um, you know, if you got like two creatures, uh, if you if you want if you want to bolster, try to make sure that you have at least two creatures so that you don't get blown out, or at least the guy is like tapped out and like you just go go for it. Um, 
What other notes from Bolster? It itself doesn't target a creature, so you can yeah. target stuff that are pro, uh, pro white. Well, you don't pro, you don't target it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't target. You can choose a creature that has protection from colors or protection from, uh, creatures or animals or whatnot. Uh, and it says here you determine which creature you put counters on, as a spell or ability resolves. So what we were talking about. Yeah, nothing new here. It's the same abilities in Fate Reforged. Yeah. So I what think happened was when we went back in time from uh, Kans of Tarkir to Fate Reforged, some of the keywords changed. Uh, so Outlast changed to Bolster, um, and Raid changed to Dash. Oh, yeah. we, we kept Delve, we kept Prowess, mm. and we kept uh, Ferocious. Which is kind of cool. I mean, you, you think about it, it's kind of cool. Like, when you went back into the past, that means uh, Raid evolved from Dash. From Dash, correct. And then now when the dragons took over, Dash was like the only thing left. Yeah, Dash, Dash remained the same as So yeah. we see that Dash and Bolster were not changed in this timeline, so it did not evolve. Uh, okay, so let's let's move on. The next one is Ojutai. Ojutai keyword is rebound. Yeah, so this is the evolution of prowess. Oh yeah, and the change of rebound, which is again, it's a keyword that we are familiar with. It it's oh, not yeah. the first time we're seeing it. This is and it basically means that whenever you cast a spell from uh, your hand, from your hand, the yeah. next at the beginning of your next upkeep, you're gonna get to play it. Play it again, right? Yeah, it first came out in the Rise of Eldrazi set. So yeah, I guess if you've been playing since then, uh, it should be. It should yeah, be the quite usual to you. the usual problem with the, these spells, like the rebound spells, is that they tend to be a little bit overcosted because oh. you're basically getting two cards for one. Yeah, that's the. Problem. So the the costs on them tend to be like really high and make them a little bit unplayable. Yeah, but. I don't know. You get a free spell at the next. At yeah, the correct. Next correct. Like, yeah. a lot of the like in limited, they're usually fine. They're just like for constructed purposes. They tend to like. Yeah, they're a bit clunky. Yeah, exactly. They're a bit hard to work with. Uh, okay, so official rules. Official rules are as follows. Okay, so we'll we'll skip the. Um, I guess we won't skip the rules. We'll highlight what's what's important. So casting a card again due to the delayed trigger ability is optional. So remember, you can cast it, you may cast it during your next upkeep, or you can, you know... Yeah, or you may not. It. Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's up to you. Um, uh, if you don't cast it, it will stay in exile. If you do cast it, it goes into your graveyard. All right? Yeah, so, this depends on you. Like, you may not even be able to cast it if you don't have any targets or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you cast a spell... Uh, if a spell with rebound that you cast from your hand is counted for any reason, uh, including like, you know, there's uh, no creatures or your target has become illegal, then it is it doesn't resolve with uh, any of the effects happening, including rebound. Yeah. So, so rebound requires your spell to resolve in order yeah. to trigger. Yep. So during your next upkeep. It needs to it needs to go on the stack and it needs to resolve. At the beginning of your upkeep, all delayed triggers created by rebound effects trigger. You can stack them any way you choose. Yeah, they're your own triggers, yeah. so you get to choose. <laughs> uh, timing, uh, here's, important, here's an important thing. Timing restrictions based on the card type uh, are ignored. So if it's a sorcery, you can cast it. You basically cast it at your upkeep. If it's a, I don't know, I never heard of rebound creatures. So usually it's instance of Yeah, that'd be spells. awkward. Uh, that'll be cool. 
that would be interesting. You take like, it as out. as it resolves, it gets exiled. Like, what happened to my creature? Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there are some restrictions which you must follow. Yeah, okay. So timing restrictions based on the card's type uh, are ignored, but other restrictions such as cast this spell only during combat okay, must be followed. So, for example, if... Um, I don't know what, what card is cast, cast during combat. Well, there are a few cards that are cast during combat, and if it's not combat, obviously you can't cast it. Or if you, it requires you to cast it during your main phase, then you can't cast Correct. it anyway. Uh, it will say specifically on the card. Uh, wow, there's a long list of notes for rebound goodness. People are gonna people are gonna mess this up. I'm I don't know. Sure. It's it there are a lot of enough. rulings, but it's not actually that hard. A lot of them are intuitive. Like usually, like. If if a card has like a restriction written on it, like yeah. cast this card only during your main phase or something, like people understand that these restrictions sort of overrule. Yeah, I know. Other, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. Of things. there will be judge calls on this. Like it, it, it is a complicated, a potentially judge. complicated ability. Okay, so as long as you cast a spell with rebound from your hand, rebound will work regardless of whether you paid the mana cost or an alternate cost. Uh, that you were permitted to play. So, for, for example, if you have Dream Halls or school, Omniscience, or Omniscience, you cast it from hand for zero mana. Yeah, it will it will have rebound. So yeah. don't worry. Um, so long as it's from your hand. So long as from your hand, exactly. Can't be from the library. Can't be from anywhere else. If a replacement effect such as uh such as the one created by Rest in Peace would cause a spell with rebound that you cast from your hand to be put somewhere else other than your graveyard as it resolves. So for example, Rest in Peace causes it to be exiled. You can choose whether to apply the rebound effect or the other effect as the spell resolves. Okay, note here, this is about a replacement effect. That means something that changes the rule of the, the rule of the, how cards work, the rules of the game. But, uh, stuff like Temporal Traspass, which says exile the spell in the spell itself goes to exile and that's it yeah Doesn't so if you had for example Narset the Enlightened and you gave your next spell rebound that's a and then idea. played Temporal Trespass <laughs> you'd be a sad bunny because yeah, it wouldn't good. actually do anything so yeah if you have a replacement effect from another source uh, trying to exile your card you mm-hmm. can actually choose to exile it with the rebound ability yeah because it, it's a replacement effect that basically puts the, tries to put the card in the same place as well, so like it doesn't actually matter here. You're yeah. probably you're basically 100 percent of the time just gonna re- rebound it. But mm. if the card itself um, says that it exiles itself, yeah, it exi- like, if exi- like exiles itself as a part of the re- resolution, then, uh, worst fears as well. Oh, worst fears, yeah, so yeah. So all of those, the the rebound wouldn't work on them because they just get exiled before you can uh, exile it at at the end of its resolution. Right. So yeah, that's that's how it works, folks. Uh, so please be mindful of that. Don't do it. Uh, if you happen to open a Narset and a Temporal Trespass, you, you're going to have a... Yeah, like, you, might, don't, you might. Yeah, don't do it. Otherwise, you're going to have a bad day. Do you know the, the South Park meme? Is it going to be a bad day though? Because you're still going to yeah, get you, a, yeah, one extra turn though? You kind of you just got an extra turn and you open a freaking Narset. So you're probably yeah, I'm having, pretty the sure best you're having a good day. Yeah, you're yeah, having yeah. a pretty good day. Um, but you're probably going to call a judge, somebody. Um, what's the last thing? Okay, Rebound cast- will have no effect on copies, which is what we were saying about casting from your hand. Right. 
Uh, and if you cast a card from exile this way, it will go into the owner's graveyard. We mentioned this before. When it resolves or countered, it won't go back to exile. So you can counter the, uh, the card that comes out of uh, exile from rebound. Yeah? So take note. But if you had the counter in the first place, why didn't you counter the first spell when he cast it? Or she. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. Keep your counter spells. Uh, moving on to Silumga. Silumga's keyword is exploit. Oh, man, it's a good one. Man, exploit is cool. I wasn't, I wasn't too sure about it at first because um, I know it requires you to sacrifice a creature. Oh man, dude! It's like, so but then immediately, like, it took me two seconds. I, uh, well, you know, I can sacrifice whip of variables, yeah. uh, anyone, and also like just like there's, so much, especially in limited, there are so many ways. Obviously, in constructed, there are many ways to abuse this, but I wasn't expecting them to like make it this strong, even in limited. Yeah, that's the thing. That, like, like, because I usually look at sets like from a limited standpoint uh-huh. more than a construct because I don't play standard. Right, right, yeah. So, but I did see like obviously in standard this was going to be it. like you could abuse this, but I didn't exactly know how they were going to make it an interesting ability. And in, because um, the last time I mean, the last time we did uh, we we recorded last week uh, for the spoiler show. Like, we didn't get all the little... Yeah, no, the that. only two things we had with Exploit were uh, Sidisi and oh, then... We the, had a few with oh, yeah, we had a few, but we didn't see anything that was powerful to sacrifice. Yes, like, exactly. Obviously, in standard, in standard, you can just sacrifice, I don't know, like a Seder Wayfinder and get it back, or maybe sacrifice your Tarn Elemental and then delve it away and then put it back into play, like whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you can do a lot of, like, unfair things. Yeah, but in, in Limited... But in Limited, it was, it was like... Like, it's been built, man. Yeah, this but it, it's it's built and, and it's strong. There are like a lot of cards that have synergy with this. There's a guy who I mean, we'll we'll talk about things that you want to see in your in your card pool. There's a guy who's okay. He's worth five mana. He's a two two. Was he a two two flyer? No, it's just a two two, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, when he dies, when he dies, you draw two cards. Come oh yeah, no, he's on. he's four mana. He's four mana. No, he's, he's a, a four mana two two. No, no, no. Uh, uh, man, dispute. Uh, I think because uh, I, I I was looking at this card just today and thinking, man, I wanna I wanna go to the pre-release just so I can. You can open. You can just like draw my cards, man. Stuff. Just draw my cards. Where is he? What? Where is he? Indeed. There are, like there there are some cool cards in this. Like I think if I was gonna go to a pre-release, I'd probably just go for blue and black. I'm a little bit disappointed oh, with like... You, you flew, yeah, it you is four, four cards, draw two cards. Oh my gosh, he's four, four mana. mana. I thought it was five. D- when it dies, gosh. draw two cards, it's a two-two. So yeah, like this this card is obviously very good to exploit away because you are, you always get a trigger as well off exploit. Yeah. Yeah, I just have I just want to point out like I'm a little bit disappointed because we're just looking through the spoilers again. <laughs> uh, anticipate being a strictly worse impulse. I don't see that like impulse would be too strong. Like that one extra card. Uh, I don't know. Four cards is... But I'm definitely most of all disappointed with Contradict, which is a five mana dismiss. Like yeah, I, from four to five. Man, you got... That's the thing. Like There's you, a big gap from four, like between four and five. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, we were explaining exploit. Okay, let's go right, back let's to go back. exploit. Uh, so exploit is the new keyword... Man, uh, sidetrack. Exploit is the new keyword ability found on creatures... Okay, when the creature enters the battlefield, you can sacrifice... A you may, right? You may, yeah. You may, not you can. You may sacrifice a creature, and if you do, usually there's some upside. Uh, remember, this sacrifice is... 
you know, you're you're actually putting a creature which you spent mana and you spent a card on. You are sacrificing this creature, but usually you get something uh pretty good in return. Uh, for example, Minister of Pain. Uh, it has exploit. It's a three mana. Yeah, three, three mana, mana two, two three. Four, uh, two three. Okay. Uh, enters the battlefield. You can you may sacrifice a creature, and if you do, all the creatures your opponents control get minus one minus one. Pretty good. I'm a little bit disappointed. There isn't a way to like make creatures with exploit have flash. No. There, there is there is one the oh, blue color yeah the because a, that that would be the ultimate blowout. There there is a creature with flash like they, with exploit. They, no no I know I know I just there isn't a way to make all of them have flash. Oh come on, dude! What the hell do you? What else do you want? I want value. <laughs> oh wow! I just want value. Okay. Crazy. Because. If you flash it in in response to a removal spell, <laughs> like you dodge removal and you get a trigger and you like just blow them out. Yeah, it's called Magical Christmas Land. Oh, right. That's the card I'm looking yeah. for. Uh, I forget where where it is. Anyway, um, so exploit. You choose whether to... Uh, some notes on exploit. You choose whether to sacrifice a creature and which creature to sacrifice as the exploit ability resolves. Again, no targeting. Yeah. Uh, you can sacrifice the creature with exploit if it's still on the battlefield. This will cause the ability to trigger, and you can't sacrifice more than one creature to any one exploit ability. Otherwise, it's broken. Um, so yeah, I think exploit is sweet. The cards that we've seen um, that comes out from blue and black, uh, Silumga stuff, they're really sweet. Like the yeah, you have CTC, which is like a three six death touch, and also with demonic tutor. No, it's four six. Four death six, yeah, yeah, death touch. Not demonic, it's uh, diabolic intent. So basically, you're playing three mana. Wait, isn't it a tutor? Intent. It just comes into your hand, yeah, right? It's a tutor, yeah, yeah, diabolic intent is um, it's a sorcery one black one generic. Sacrifice a creature enough that you look for a card in your... Oh, right, because you have to sacrifice a creature. That's the thing. You know, essentially, or at least to me, you're paying three mana, one of them black, two generic. You're getting a 4-6 body with death touch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pay five mana for that, like, straight up. Like, it's hard to kill, for sure. Man. Um, Man, I'm trying to... I'm still looking for the guy with flash and... uh, Yeah, like, actually six... Six toughness is six big toughness right now. is hard to yeah. Like it obviously to dies to downfall, but that's premium removal. Uh, Silence the believers as well. It dies to but then it stance, dodges. About it. Oh yeah, and Valarison. But it, it dodges. Um, dodges lightning strike, stoke the flames. Man, it dodges a lot of things. Roast. It dodges anything that Silumgar and and the well Silumgar has X proof. So, oh uh, sorry, not Silumgar. Man, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy hanging around, um, uh, Tasigur, right? Tasigur, right? Yeah, it dies, dies to exactly the same no, thing. No, because Tasigur, Tasigur dies. dies to roast. Now, Tasigur dies to roast. Meh. Meh. It is relevant, dude. Yeah, two mana for five damage. That's pretty good. Um, uh, man, I still can't find the card. Anyway, doesn't matter. Moving yeah, on. so exploit seems powerful. Like there are obviously like quite a, quite a few different effects around, and you always get value from the card, and sometimes you get value off the card you're sacrificing. Yeah, because we're to. seeing a lot of creatures like 
they have oh. when they die cre- triggers. Yeah, yeah. Jeskai Sage and that new that new um that new Jeskai Flyer two mana one yeah. one flying. And then there's also the one that when it dies, you get to get a creature back into your hand. Oh man, dutiful. Yeah, dutiful servant is a uh, dutiful attendant is just fantastic. If it if you've got multiples of that. Uh, we're going in a bit into the strategy. If you've got multiples of that, have it in your hand and cast one, let it die, bring it, you know, cast the other one, let it die, bring it back. You have infinite blockers while you're trying to build up your board. Anyway, uh, so moving on to Kologan, and this is the last, oh no, this is the second last. Kologan has a dash feature. Um, which hasn't changed since uh, what you call it, Fate Reforged. So, if you choose to play the dash cost rather than the the mana cost, you're still casting the spell. So please be aware of that. People still can counter it. Uh, you can cast a creature. You can cast a creature spell for its dash cost only when you otherwise could cast that creature spell. Okay, so normal sorcery speed. Yeah. Most of the time, this means during your main phase when the stack is empty. If you pay the dash cost to cast a creature spell, that card will be returned to the owner's hand only if it's still on the battlefield. So we're going to emphasize if it goes to the graveyard, you're not going to get it back. So please be careful with your toys. You don't have to attack with the creature with dash unless another ability says you do. Okay, uh, and I, So I don't know why you're casting the creature with dash though. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, and if a creature enters the battlefield as a copy of or becomes a copy of a creature whose dash cost was paid, the copy won't have haste and won't be returned to the owner's hand. So we're talking about like supplant form. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna bounce that dash creature and then you're gonna get something. Uh, you know, you're gonna get the base creature and it's not yeah, gonna return to your hand. Yeah, because it's the first layer. <laughs> oh, the reason why you'd pay the dash cost to not attack is for cards like Perfros and also the new enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it pings for one. Uh, and also the uh, what you call it the uh, who's that um, also it's cheaper you know like you might just need another creature on the battlefield to you exploit might, oh yeah that's true uh, oh and um, Outpost Siege Outpost Siege has the dragon mode where if a creature leaves oh, the right, battlefield yeah, that, so you yeah, can just yeah. cast it cast it and then wait and it's like oh leave the battlefield and ping you for one. Oh, Red Devotion is going to be a beautiful deck uh. I, I'm planning to build one for standard. Um, Ataka, okay, so moving on to Ataka, red and green. It's got a new keyword, formidable. Previously, it was, uh, what you call it, ferocious. Now it's formidable. Correct. Uh, some notes on formidable. If you control a creature, okay, so for, formidable is basically stuff happens when, uh, when you have creatures totaling a power, the power of your creatures total eight or greater. Correct. Okay. Uh, for example, if you have Ataka, what's this? Beast Breaker. Beast Breaker. Okay, so if uh, there's a formidable ability, you can pay four, gen- uh, four generic, one green, uh, and the Beast Breaker gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. You can only activate this ability if you control. Uh, if creatures you control have power total power eight or greater. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I cannot read. Right, I was reading off the card. There are such big words over here. Okay, so... If you control a creature with power less than zero, use its actual power when calculating the total power of creatures you control. So, for example, if you control creatures with four, five, and minus two power, 
then the total power is actually seven. Yeah. Okay, so on the board, it actually it's zero, but yeah. Well, it's it's uh, not zero. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's minus it, The two only time it's zero is when, when it needs to deal damage. Correct. So it yeah. doesn't actually deal like negative damage. Yeah, exactly. But So if you have like a zero five creature that gets um, throttled, it, its power will be minus four. Yeah. And so if you're totaling up the power, there will be a ne- negative number in there. Womp womp. Okay, uh, some formidable... F- some formidable abilities are activated abilities that require creatures you control to have a total power 8 or greater. Once you activate the ability, it doesn't matter what happens to the total power of creatures you control. Okay, so this, uh, for example, the the earlier example, which is Ataka Beast Breaker. Once you activate the ability and they somehow kill something on your board, making the power less than 8, doesn't really matter. Yeah, I know. Power level is over 9,000. Yeah, um, it's not like uh, spells with, which had like ferocious, which checked on resolution. Yes. So, uh, so other formidable abilities are triggered with an intervening if. Okay, so what is this intervening if? Um, such abilities check the total power of creatures you control twice, once at the appropriate time to see if the ability will trigger, and the other one when it resolves. Okay. Uh, an example of this is like uh, Air of the Wild. Yeah, it's similar to Hair yeah. of the Wild in that sense because you got the trigger if you had a four power greater creature, but then if that creature was not there when the trigger was resolving, then nothing, then you, nothing you would know. happen. Uh, so uh, what was the last thing I wanted to say? Yeah, if at that time the total power of creatures you control is no longer eight or greater, the ability will have no effect. So right. remember, it needs to trigger first. You need... Uh, it checks it on. Uh, it checks it at two times. Uh, when one, it would trigger. Yeah, when we will trigger and one once when it uh, resolves. Uh, the last ability is Megamorph. And did you read the uh, cardboard crack? Uh, I what today's or was it the one you posted on our Facebook? No, 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 no. The uh, the different things you could call. Uh, morph was it cardboard crack? No, cardboard crack wasn't the one who came came out with it. What was it? Uh, basically five five other things that you can call uh mega morph. Uh, and one of them was like mighty morph, super ultra duper mega morph, uh mega morph because we're lazy, and then I can't remember you know underwhelming yeah totally underwhelming morph, and uh I can't remember what's the last one, uh. So yeah, Megamorph is a variant of Morph. So you can still cast your creatures for three, uh, three generic. Again, you can cut, you can turn it face up for its Megamorph cost. And this time, when you turn it face up, it gets a plus one plus one counter. Remember, that's a trigger. Okay, so it doesn't. Uh, does it? Is it a trigger? Wait, I better check. No. No, it's I'm not. Put, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not a trigger. So the minute. It flips face up. It, will it gets a, a plus one plus one counter on it. Okay, so yeah. it's not a trigger. I'm gonna rewind. I'm gonna cut that out of the 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 show. Yeah. So actually, there was a, an interesting question. Um, someone asked me like, do you need a different overlay for these cards? No. And the, yeah, the answer is no. Basically, you do not have. So, for example, with morphs and manifests, you mm-hmm. had to be able to tell them apart. Uh-huh. Like, there were different overlays for manifest because manifests you can turn them up. Turn them face up for the mani- for the CMC on the card. Yep. Uh, whereas morphs, you can turn them up either 
well, sorry, manifests you can turn face up for the morph cost or the the mana cost, and, and morphs, morphs you, you can, can only, only turn up for the morph cost. Yes, and same with mega morphs. And basically, mega morphs will still be played for pay, be played for three colorless, face down, no name, no CMC, so far and so on. Uh, the other thing that you need to take note of is that when you flip it up for anything else but its mega morph costs you do not get the plus one plus one counter right. okay mega morph you pay the mega morph cost it comes up with a plus one plus one counter if somehow you manifested this card you will not get the plus one plus one counter when you turn it face up okay uh most of the times you're better off paying the Mega Morph cost because yeah, it's because usually it's, lower. It's a no, the Mega Morph cost is higher. It's so much higher. Dude. How is it so much higher? It's so much higher. The all the dragons, the the set oh, of dragons. Oh right, but those goodness. are you know, those are bad ones. Like no, all no. I'm interested is in the blue one that counters a sorcery or instant and that's cheaper. <laughs> and the uh what's that? The unblockable, that one one unblockable dude. Oh yeah, blue. that's for Man, the same Blue cost. black is so good. good. Can I change my I need to change my colours now? Stratus Dancer is this well, I guess it's the same. I guess it's always gonna be either the same or more. Uh okay, so, yeah. so. anyway. Uh Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Psycho monuments, psycho commands. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So the commands. Just the the thing to point out is that you have to choose the modes as you cast as the you spell. Cast, yeah. So, so the first thing you do is you put it on the stack, and then you announce the modes, and then the target, targets. Then pay the mana, and then pay the mana, and then poof, you got a new spell for somebody to counter. Correct. Uh, or the game to counter itself. Um. Card specific notes. Oh, there are too many of them. Yeah, too there are way too many. If you have any questions, call a judge. Yeah. Uh, yes, there has been... We'll, we'll go through this on another episode, but there are very interesting situations um, that can come up during tournaments, whether it's competitive REL or you know, or casual REL or whatever REL. Yeah, or, every judge out there has a story of like something messy that happened. Yeah, like, we had a very long discussion this week on a particular scenario. We'll bring it up on a different show. But whatever it is, our advice as judges: raise your hand, scream as loud as you maybe not scream as loud as you can, but raise your hand and call judge. Yeah, judge. if you're not sure about anything, like if you're not sure about what your opponent is doing. Uh, yeah, just call a judge. We're Get there to help you. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. Don't be ashamed. A stupid question. Yeah, especially at regular REL, there is no reason why you shouldn't have your answers, your questions fully answered, like yes. in a clear way. Yep. Uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, the only thing to remember is your opponent is there to win. So a lot of the times, he might not even give you like the full information. Yeah. And you're always entitled to it so make sure make sure you do get all yeah, the like information you, yeah your opponent is you know he doesn't have to help you he may like at, for example at a pre-release mm -hmm. he can give you all the information he can, he can like he's allowed to he's allowed but to, he, yeah. he's your opponent at the end of the day and he might not want to he, he doesn't even have to tell you how many cards he or she has in hand yeah no he has to make that information available to you like he can just go yeah Cut yeah, I got yourself. cuts. Yeah, I got cuts. <laughs> of but, course, uh, it can be a it can be a woman and like I got cuts, whatever. Bitch. Yeah, but yeah, just call a judge. Like, yeah. we're there will be a judge there to help you. I'm sure. So, but don't call excessively and then say like Mick and Nuno sent me like judge every every like five seconds like judge. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so 
unless you see like a judge who's like bored and like yeah. tired yeah make sure you like cheer him up and make and him excited make him even more make him or her even more tired great yeah <laughs> okay so are you going to be playing the pre-release this weekend uh i'm not sure yet so my dad was uh my dad was in the hospital so i mm. i'm basically negotiating with my mom like we have to one of us has to always be with him oh okay so i'm trying to make it for the uh, midnight pre-release oh man okay that's gonna be actually i i feel like event zeros are more fun like i we i think some in yeah like last time i went to the uh so for fate reforged that was like the first pre-release i played in a long time mm. for some reason like the universe never allows me to play during pre-releases like the same <laughs> thing is happening now um but yeah for fate reforged i got to play on the saturday and i ended up losing the first two rounds to my incredible you know luck playing magic uh like the okay. f- I can't remember first round, but the second round I lost to like, a guy who I had. I had two creatures who each of them were lethal, and he had no creatures on the board. And five turns in a row, he top decked answers for both of them. Wah, 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 wah. And yet ended up winning that game. One of the top decks, the first one, uh, ended up being uh, Citadel Siege, and then he played the last creature he had in hand. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. You know things are about to get out of control when yeah, the when, Citadel when Siege us, comes on the board. Goodness. Uh yeah, the last pre-release, the last pre-release, was and then I won good, the, yeah. the four rounds after that. But oh. yeah, it was too too little, too late. Yeah, you didn't get the hand, and now they have the they they give out trophies, which is so. Weird. Is there a new one for this one as well? Yeah, 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 it's a it's a hand. Now it's got five fingers. Oh wow! I want to play this one. Then I have to come for the Saturday one. It's got uh five fingers, and there's a card with an eye on it. Oh man! I'm not playing Saturday. I'm playing. I'm playing Friday night and uh, the Sunday. Event zero, but the trophies for for Saturday. Yeah, uh, Mick. Trophies? Why? I don't need. I don't need any material goods to tell me that I'm a good player. True. Although trophy would be nice. The trophy looks kind of sweet this time. The other one kind of weird. It's got four fingers and like it's trying to crush the card. And I don't know. I really want a trophy though. Who the hell is who? Who is printing these? Like who is sending these? Oh, what? just wizards. Wizards, come on, do. I don't know what happened the last one. Okay, this one. Oh, looks the only okay. one, the only trophy I'm upset about. Like, I'm, I think it's awesome that they're sending uh, pre-release trophies. I'm a little bit upset. The uh, the the Grand Prix trophies are now so small they used to be like oh man they used to tower exactly yeah yeah now they're like tiny little they look like little little microphones class classy yeah that's their uh bigger is not better right bigger is not better i don't know yeah but the show off in me kind of wants to wants to have it bigger uh okay so what colors do you want to play I'm pretty sure I know. I definitely go for blue and black. Oh, man. Well, you know, apart from the thing, from, you know, my personal preference of just playing blue, uh-huh. uh, I just think the exploit mechanic is has so much so so much potential like you yeah, can abuse it like there yeah. are the cards are there the Do removal in it, yeah the exactly. removal in black is is great uh, um, and so yeah i think i'd probably settle on blue and black yeah the the cards there are powerful you have powerful finishes you have you have a powerful mechanic exploit do not, uh, you know, for, for what it's Don't underestimate yeah. exploit, that's for sure, yeah. I think, I don't know, I think Formidable has, like, a lot of big creatures, but I think a lot of the effects are, like, getting yeah, to eight yeah, power is not yeah. always easy. Exactly. And also, the effects are sometimes a little bit underwhelming. Uh, yeah. Um, Some. 
Yeah, some of them. Like, obviously, some of them are bound to be explosive. Surak, man, Surak is just yeah. so good. Um, uh, let's see. I think Dash is just, you know, as good as it was. It's surprising. Mm. It surprises people. Like, it, it throws the math out of the window. Yeah. Out of the window because you're, like, setting up your blocks. You know, this is how much da- damage they're going to take next turn. And then he just goes Dash, Dash, and, like, suddenly and just, two extra hasty, hasty creatures. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. Like, I, I feel the... Um, uh, the creatures in red and black. I don't know. I I, I like the dash mechanic, but it's for yeah, this I don't, set. It's not. I'm not really, too excited about red in this set. There's not a lot of synergy like the for dash, especially for dash. There's not yeah. a lot of crazy synergy for dash. Well, yeah. There's that new enchantment, like when oh yeah yeah yeah. Whenever so it costs colors and red. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it pings your opponent for one. Colorless and red. Which yes, two mana. Oh, okay. This is what it does. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you'll one damage to your opponent. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's what you use. To, to each or... opponent. It's like a mini perforos, basically. Mm. That doesn't get hit by uh, uh, stoke, uh, stroke, disdainful stroke. Does it? Oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, too mana. So it flies under the radar. I think that card, along with the one that is X and white, you put X warriors. Oh yeah, I think man. those two cards are like auto includes into the red white tokens deck. No, but you're you're playing like red and white, like that's I don't know. I guess you could play it. I think yeah, I think it's the... definitely like because red white tokens is already so strong, like mm-hmm. and obviously that enchantment alongside mastery of the unseen is also strong. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how the you... new meta game shapes out, but. Yeah, and if you open it for your sealed pool, like that should be. Don't be afraid to go off color. Like these are these are the suggested colors. I mean, these are a lot of. Uh, okay, most of the cards are going to be monocolored. Uh, yeah, so, I think you should definitely then, try to stick to one or two colors, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the because thing is going to be really bad. Yeah, you're only going to get one land, and that's in your favorite forge pack. Uh, you're going to get two lands because your seeded pack will probably have a. Well, yeah, land. best case scenario, you'll have two, maybe three lands if you have two in the seated pack. What? No, you only have one. But the seated pack, yeah, The seated pack only has a dual colored land. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And even, like, we're playing in Portuguese and a lot of the people oh, might, not yeah. even, might not even have the, uh, uh, the land in the Fate Reforged pack. Yeah, that's true. So, mm. yeah, I feel like you definitely want to stick to one or two colors. Like, obviously, one color will be insanely, like, if you have the power... Man, that would be so awesome to see. I want to see a mono red. Some guy just pulling off mono red. If you've got the cards That'd be to cool. do it, man. Even mono black it. could be strong. I don't know. Like, there's obviously the potential if 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 you have the power there, uh, in your pool. Like, like mono, obviously playing yeah, mono just color mono color would, be, color would be really good. But yeah, obviously, like people will want to play their rares and stuff, so they they will usually go and branch out to their side. Well, all dragons, I'm saying, dragons. all I'm saying is try to stay away from the third color. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's that'd the be a, a wise thing uh, to do. So I'm gonna be playing. Uh, I'm gonna be playing Ataka. Ataka is just like pure pure power. It's like formidable. Formidable. Some of the cards are good. Some of the cards are not so good. But I mean, just from pure power wise, like red is really good. Green has some really good creatures. Yeah, it's just the, gonna be playing a stompy deck. Yeah, uh, but the main problem with like with these creatures it's like the double red double green which kind of yeah, hurts know. you on the mana uh, but green has a way of like trying to sort it out um, 
Yeah, I think uh, blue and white is a little bit un- underwhelming, uh, like mm. outside the rares. Yeah, I'm playing. I think uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the the white cards, especially, are like a little bit overcosted and big and stuff. I, I, I yeah, the yeah, rebound I cards. Yeah, here's here's the problem. Like the rebound cards are just way overcosted. There's yeah. one, you know, there's one rebound card. Uh, tie gums, tie gums. Um, what you call it? Well, the strike. one that makes tokens? No, no, no. Two no. plus two plus zero. Target creature gets plus two plus zero oh, right. and unblockable until the end. Yeah, but even that is four mana. Exactly, it's four mana. And the next, you know, the next step, sure, you're getting in an extra four set of, you know, four, uh, damage, yeah. which can be nice. But you've got to build your deck, you know, pretty well. It works as well. It works as well as how good your deck is. Yeah, if your deck's uh, like full of. Me creatures. I tend that. to not like the 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 rebound cards. Yeah, like even the one that makes tokens is meh for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's four power in the air. But I, like I, I was listening to limited resources today, and you and you guys should um you know listen to it before this weekend. Uh, it's you know I I agree. I definitely agree with um LSV. I'd rather have a four four flyer than two 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 flyers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um and, and the other one, yeah. I think if you're playing Dromoka, yeah, I think yeah. you should stay out away. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like the the rebound cards, but I think there is one card that makes them playable. And it's the enchantment. Whenever you cast a card, you can pay two and make a token. Yeah, like if you can pull that out, that off, you know, like that enchantment can be really powerful if you're making a two-two every turn. I know. I that's the thing. Like in the last. Uh, but even that was, enchantment draft, costs four, so I don't I, know. I would draft it, but I wouldn't... Uh, here, build it in limited? Yeah, I wouldn't build it in limited because like you, when you draft, like you know what you're building. like You have command of exactly what you're building. I don't know. I think because... Because but in sealed, you just because seal tends to be a little bit slower though. I know, but you and you're it tends to be tend, like seal cards. tends to be about packing as much removal as you can and then putting the bombs in, right? Yes, that's true. So I guess this, I, I, in my mind, this strategy, like if you're going and putting a, an enchantment that just spits out these tokens, but you have to put in so much investment. It's like too well, mana. no, it's so, a lot. yeah, no, there is a lot of in- investment when you put the enchantment down, but then from then on, you're just like all your removal has a potential of making a token. I know it's just. But yeah, you know, so like it's too. Much I see for me some too much. upside, but at the same time, like you obviously maybe you 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 just much rather have the removal for their bomb. Yeah, exactly. Like I I here's the thing. Like I made a draft deck which had two goblin slides. And man, was that fun! That was a really yeah. Was it powerful? Oh man, it was powerful, dude! I won the draft, and it was like you drop the goblin slide, and then next turn you drop another goblin slide and make a goblin and swing. And now every spell that you have, and it's mostly nice two. Yeah, but then yeah. would you rather make two goblins or would you rather make a two-two? Flying? I'd rather make two goblins because trumpet blast was a thing. All oh, right. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, yeah no, that's true. That's so true. Good. That's true. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Ojutai, Ojutai kind of seems underwhelming. I'm still gonna play it because I don't know the the tempo. The tempo player in me just just <laughs> wants to yeah. come out. Uh, oh, we're leaving something out though. Yeah, we're, we're leaving, leaving Dromoka. Ca- yeah, Dromoka is. Oh man. Oh yeah, we didn't mention Dromoka. I want. Poster oh, is strong though. Poster is crazy good. Like the fact that you don't have to target creatures is really good, and the cards in the set like. I don't see a lot of... I don't see too much synergy. But I think there is one problem with Bolster and 
it's that it always goes to your like tiny little creature. Doesn't matter. Your tiny little creature is going to get big. And yeah, I know. I know. I know. Soon, but it's yeah. it's just awkward sometimes. If you, yeah. It's, it's sometimes it's a little awkward. Uh, but yeah, if you have a consistent way of bolstering stuff like Anafenza. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, the new Anafenza is so crazy. Good. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I don't see a lot of um, synergy with bolster stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of the other ones have as much synergy as exploit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let us know what clan you're going to be playing in the comments. If you do put yeah. anything in the comments, which usually nobody does. Or t- tweet uh, us. Like, just let us know what you're going to choose and also let us know how you did. Yeah. Uh, good luck for this weekend. Moving on, we're going to talk a little finance. We're going to drop our of wisdom on you uh yeah so we maybe like obviously we heard us talking about like what our favorite cards in the set are yeah. like you've heard us talk about Atarkas <coughs> command and how that's most likely the the be. card that will have the the largest impact in like modern and stuff uh you also heard us talk about radiant purge and a few other cards like we discussed nard set and how it's a little bit awkward, even though it's like clearly going to see some standard play. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Sarkhan is obviously very powerful, and he's got as well. Play, but yeah. yeah, so the two planeswalkers though, like they have what we call the Jace tax, and so uh, that's a way for shops to protect themselves when they pre-sell cards. Mm-hmm. And so, namely, when they pre-sell planeswalkers, they they sort of uh, push their prices. Yeah, so they boost their prices a little bit mm-hmm. because. When Jace the Mind Sculptor came out, the like the pre order price yeah, was, was too low, and so they low. lost a lot of money there. Yep. Uh, so now all the Planeswalkers come out overpriced. Uh, so you just to protect to themselves wait, yeah. from like, oh, it turned out that this Planeswalker was way too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was it was much better than we anticipated, and so like we undersold it, and so there's no way we're doing that again. Yeah, and, and we're so, just gonna you, yeah. You the last so for example with Sorin. With Sauron, like Solemn Visitor, we saw when he first came out in Cannes, like, was like 40, he was really 50, cheap. Yeah. Like no? when he, no, yeah, he, he was cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. Sauron was a cheap one. Sakan was yeah, it was like weird. One. Like everyone was wondering why why there is no Jace tax on this. Like sweet. <laughs> so yeah, like I bought a few copies and then immediately sold them, and it was like cool uh, yeah. because yeah, actually it was a, it, it was a playable Planeswalker, like, and it didn't have the Jace tax, so that was exactly weird. yeah. Whereas. Yeah, these ones, like Narset, I think people are overestimating it a little bit as well, yes. because especially because they're saying, oh, yeah, this is what control decks everywhere have been asking for. No, it's not. Well, it doesn't seem like it will be, but yeah, it might be. So shops are like, it might be, like, I might just be completely wrong. I don't see it being that. Okay, but, yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah, so basically, yeah, so I saw, I heard, a, like, another argument for it the other day, like, if... The reason why Narset is good is because she can replay the best spells in the format. Like that's that's not an argument for her. It's an argument for the best spells in the format, right? Uh, AKA Snapcaster Mage. Well, no, it's just like she can replay like the through time and standard and stuff. I know, I know. Yeah, but so, um, so what I want to talk about on this set is how we can see prices sort of evolving in the future, into the future, and also, uh. So obviously we talk about like what we think will be the all stars and like the the, the unexpected cards rising, mm-hmm. but 
but there are a few factors to take into consideration when we try to see like the long-term value of cards in this set and yeah. what will happen like the price trajectory sort of thing okay so let's give let's give the listeners at home the too long did not read uh yeah so this okay so this uh, is something like unprecedented right we've never seen this before this is well not that we haven't seen this before, but there is a conjugation of events coming together here that are making this a very special set. Yes. Okay. So, so this is a large set, mm-hmm. like it, in the in spring, right? So the spring yep. set tends to be. A, it's not a the spring set. Is usually, it's not the like first longer. time it's happened before. Yeah. But this is a, a large set, and the set at this time usually is small, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Journey into Nyx, Dragon's Maze, so yeah. forth. Um, and whereas this is a large one. Um, and it's not a bad one as well. Yeah, uh, like it's... for example, Dragon's Maze. What we saw was a it was a small set, and only one of the cards was, was worth money, and so that card became very expensive. Exactly. And uh, so Dragon, and the, yeah. so all of the value was basically focused on one card. So here we have a large set, and so the value will be will have more cards to spread into. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the thing is, uh, I guess what we're trying to say is that the expensive cards are going to be ex- really expensive or more expensive than. They should be, right? Sorry. The uh, what we're trying to say is that the expensive cards are going to be more uh, more expensive than they should be. Well, and the uh, well, so the cheaper cards will be generally the the price of the cards in this set. Yeah. Are so the, the, be a bit what we have to see is we it really depends on how many good cards there are. So okay. for example, what we saw in in Kans of Tarkir, none of the cards became. None of the cards became like super expensive cards, right? Yep. Like nothing in Kans was really, really expensive because there were five fetches soaking up the uh, the, the price. All the prices, yeah. And then when Fate Reforged came around, again, nothing was too expensive, even though there was a potential for there to be expensive cards because it was a small set and there were clearly like two to three cards that were the all-stars in there. Like you had Tassigur and the Mentor and the Soulfire. Like that mm-hmm. was like the three those were all-stars. The three, uh, those were the three yeah. cards. Uh, however, because you could, you on average, you still get one and a half fetch per box. Like the, the, the value was limited. Yeah. And because your fetches, I mean, the fetches will still be worth. Yeah. X, it still X-Holders. soaks up a little bit of the value and also, you know, um, well, yeah, just, there there were also a few cards. It wasn't just one, so exactly. the, the value got split up. So here, um, and that's the thing. Like it's a small set, and you and then here, here you had a you have a large set, and the fetches are gone. So here you can you have the perfect conditions for there to be like there could be a standout card, and that card becomes very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other side of the story could be that you just have a lot of, a lot of very playable cards, and they all sort of balance out. Yeah, the, but the, yeah. so this is a game. However, like with everything, like money-wise, this is a game of you know supply and demand. Yes, exactly. And if the the special thing about this set is that it it is a large set, mm-hmm. and usually like so, what happens with the spring set? It's a small set and it doesn't get opened that much, and so you never see the cards. Yeah, like, exactly. The, yeah, the, the, the supply is very small, like and with this is going to be even worse. Space. So what we have is a large set in the spring, and we're only going to get to draft it for a very short amount of time. Okay, for those of you, yeah. Yeah, so every year, so this year in particular, like the uh, dates are being pushed closer together. So like it seems like only yesterday we were uh, having the Fate Reforged pre-release, and now we're having the Dragons of Tarkir pre-release. Mm-hmm. And that's because this year we're having something special, which pushed all the, uh, all the dates back. Or forward, the rather. Bits forward, yeah, so yeah. because we're having, we're gonna have dra- uh, Mother Masters two, the, the Mother Masters twenty fifteen. Yep. And so we're gonna be 
pre-releasing this weekend and then in a month and a half uh, mother master is going to come out and everyone's going to forget <laughs> about uh dragons of tarkir so yeah so there, we're going to only have for maybe a month we're going to be drafting this set so it's a, and it's then a if short it turns out yeah, yeah it's a short time period for a large set so way too short just exactly. to put things into perspective in a small set you get a, a certain mythic comes out in every 2.22 boxes like okay, this so place. that means you have to buy at least two boxes so that you can find uh, your, your your voice mythic, of resurgence, uh, your voice of resurgence, or your Sophia Grandmaster, or yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, Whereas in a game. large set, this number becomes three point three three. Yeah. Okay. So you need three displays and a third on average to find your specific mythic. Exactly. So let's say Narset becomes stupid expensive, or Sarkhan. Like if there's a lot of demand for this specific mythic, there's not going to be a lot of supply. There's not there's not going to be a large supply. Exactly. So. Um, because Mother Master is going to drag away the attention from this set, like, um, yeah, a lot of people will just be focused, especially when the, the spoilers start coming out, Man, that's people it. will just like their minds will, will drift away. Yeah. No one will want to draft this uh, anymore because they'll be no saving one up. I will be drafting, but there'll be less, yeah, a lot less people yeah, drafting. Exactly. And they'll be, yeah, that's, that's the important part. Modern Masters is so expensive. People are going to be saving up for it. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. with fate, so f first we we started off this block drafting triple cans, mm -hmm. and cans was the most open set in the history of Magic, according to two wizards. Yeah. After course. that, we had two cans and one Fate Reforged, and people were still excited about cans. They still wanted to open their fetches, so yeah. that's five total boosters ac across the two different formats for cans, and then one of Fate Reforged. And Fate Reforged got opened a little bit more. Because it was attached to Kans as well, like the Fate Reforged Kans mm -hmm. uh, format was still exciting and appealing, and people still wanted to draft it uh, because they wanted to get their fetches. Yep. Uh, now people will not have the incentive to uh, to come and draft the fetches, and also they'll be saving up for Mother Masters, and also like they'll just be distracted with all the spoilers and stuff like with the happening. There right? was a, there was another reason that you gave which. Uh... I, I don't know, is it this casual appeal? No, it's not casual appeal. I think drafting this set is going to be really, really bad. Like Oh, yeah, so... Uh, at least we feel it's going to be... Feel, yeah, so I, I am a, a very... I, I'm a draft enthusiast. I love drafting, all forms of drafting, cube drafting, yeah. Rochester drafting, all of them. Um, and it seems to me that this... I, I might just be completely wrong, but it seems to be like all the rares are too bomby. Yeah. And so it seems like it will be an unpleasant draft format. This is going to be, this draft format, I mean, we haven't seen this for a very long time. But basically, when you open your pack, like the draft strategy is going to be take out the rare and then look through the rest of yeah. your pack. Like that's that's going to Not be... Not all rares are meant to be out of first picks. Yeah, but... There needs to be a balance and here the balance is just... It's clearly, clearly lopsided. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to... You know, uh, you're just gonna. It was the same with the fate, though. But then that was only one booster out of three. Exactly. And now it's all three boosters. And even bring fate out. Had, yeah, had yeah, exactly. Now, rares, now it's yeah. all three boosters come out with very strong rares. So now we have people will sort of not be very, not be very excited about the draft format. Mm -hmm. They'll be focusing on modern masters, both due to the spoilers at first, and also because they'll be wanting to save up money. Um, it's going to and be then, a small, and then it's also a it's a set. large set, so it takes on average three and a, and a third of a display to get your certain mythic. That's so really significant. If, guys. Yeah, if there's a specific mythic or even a specific rare, like obviously it's one eighth of the, uh, uh, the probability of the, there. But yeah, one eighth of the box. But yeah, 
but so if there's a specific rare or mythic that stands out and soaks up the value so let's say just all of the planeswalkers become bad and i don't know there's like one specific dragon or one specific mythic that becomes like the the headliner of this set and all of the others just end up being bulk then that card will just shoot up in value yeah and yeah like even a random uncommon might just turn out to be super playable in some format and it'll still be yeah, exactly. more expensive it's going to be more expensive than monastery swiss spear which we've been opening like crazy yeah, and it's and still, still 150 yeah exactly you know? um yeah so the flip side of this is the seal there so there will be a, if shops don't sort of take this into consideration they might just like get a lot of displays oh man uh, that's a bad idea yeah I so i feel like ordering a lot of product from dragons of tarkir might be a bad investment but so because especially because you're going to get at modern masters and then you might think oh maybe when modern masters is over because it's a limited set they'll be up for drafting this but mm-hmm. no we have mtg origins coming out after that yeah and then we'll exactly. be into a new block so there'll i i don't think like a lot no yeah there definitely like very few drafts will fire for dragons of tarkir i don't know how long might- do we how uh, i'm gonna stop you here for a while how long do we see like modern masters the first modern masters carry out like i mean there was a month yeah if if, if that uh, yeah that's the thing like that, but mtg that origins month, come out comes out like straight after no it doesn't come out straight after we yeah, have it in like- may may to july it's the same like oh yeah yeah, it's like straight after. It's almost straight after, yeah. But practically, that's the thing. Like, I'm thinking Modern Masters this time is gonna it's it's gonna run longer yeah, than the previous well, Modern Masters. If it does, then all the then, worse for yeah. dragons. Yeah. So, yeah. so the flip side of this, so yes, if shops overestimate the the demand, yeah. they might just be left with like random displays, and that might be an opportunity for you to pick up some cheap displays, maybe. I don't and know, but I not think, now. I mean, it will be like yeah. No, I think six if you sort of road. leave it into the summer and shops are just like left with these displays lying around and mm-hmm. no one wants them, I think it might be a good opportunity to buy them because people love dragons, right? Yeah. I think this has been well established. I think this is the whole reason why why uh, dragons wizards, are yeah, is it's the here, whole reason yeah. why they made this block is because people love dragons, and I feel like. So I think Kans of Tarkir's seal displays have very large upside because they have fetches, period. Mm, yes. Fate Reforged uh, sealed product I don't think has the same upside because the probability of getting a fetch is like considerably smaller yeah, and okay. also no foil fetches. Yeah, but you got Ugin and you have... Uh, yeah, you have, there's you have clearly really like just... Cards. Yeah, there's Ugin and Tassigur like and, down the line. I and mean. Monastery Mentor which plays in Legacy. No, no just in Vintage. Oh, sorry, invited. Yeah, but it's yeah, like okay. a sort of down Fine. the line. You don't have that many cards that will um, keep a lot of value. Okay. Even Ugin is has not proved itself outside of. And there's like a one. It's a one of in Tron. Sometimes two. No, it's. It might be have some applications in Mud in Legacy, but yeah, it's, and there's it, a lot of standard. I mean, it sees a lot down of standard the line. Not going Fate to Reforged yeah. is not an appealing set. Okay. However, Ooh. so yeah, so like everyone knows, like what drives up the cost. For foils is legacy, and, and in EDH. Yeah. But yeah, but so for sealed product, there's either a card that plays in all the decks, like there's either an abrupt decay or a death right shaman, mm-hmm. or like there's either like a clear staple. And I don't think the Tassigur is that kind kind of staple because it's not a four of everywhere it plays. Exactly. Yeah. Or 
it just needs to have tremendous casual appeal. It and needs I, to be something that people want to have put in like a chaos draft or put in a mm. just like draft in, a, in an afternoon and just have you know like just see some crazy draft format and then just be done with it. And even though this might not be a very balanced format, mm-hmm. like. The same thing was said about uh, Rise of the Eldrazi because, oh, yeah, the creatures are too big and stuff. But oh, yeah, then people but love see playing what it. Happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. they just love trying it. And, and so I, I feel like down the line, Dragons of, Dragons of Tarkir might have some, some uh, real value like, because of casual appeal. Mm. Uh, Even if just like a random dragon, like some of the dragons become expensive or whatever because of EDH. But yeah, I just feel like people will want to draft this down the line. Yeah, and Fairy uh, Forge is just. And we're and we're I mean we're coming from this temp, uh, um we're, when we say that you should go and pick up the the uh, the displays the booster boxes like I think what's going to happen is the same thing that's going to hap- that happened to uh, Rise of Eldrazi by the time it was six or nine months down the road like they were just yeah were you selling just, really cheap like yeah you, you just need to them. let people sort of forget about this yeah it's that the same thing happened to Theros block displays because. Outside of Thoughtseize and there was nothing Carcer else. There was nothing. and yeah, no, just like the uh, power level, carrier, yeah. the, the power, but the power level for eternal purposes is not very high. Uh-huh, so, yeah. for example, like RTR boxes sold out, mm-hmm. like those were hogged away. Were they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but Theros yeah, block, like had, you yeah. still hear start. I at least I read like yeah, like there's a deal on Theros block box. You can buy, yeah, stuff. you can yeah. buy cheaper. And I think. For example, Counts of Tarkir displays, they will disappear. Like, there will be none left. There will be no deals on them. Yeah, because they because still they have, have the fetches. fetches. Yeah, yeah, they have the fetches. Even the Fate Reforged ones, like, I think they're going to hold the value. They're going to yeah, hold value I, I for think, quite a while. I think Fate Reforged displays will take a long time to sort of see some real profit on them. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't think that there's like. You know, obviously there's Ugin and Tassigur, and Ugin will be very expensive for EDH. Yeah, okay. And Tassigur will be expensive even for Legacy and Modern. But Tassigur, I think, lacks the um, the nature of like a, a far of staple, you know, like in multiple decks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Ugin is just like sort of more either casual appeal or just something, you know, like a one of in the right deck. Yeah, it's, it's going to go into, yeah, it's going to go into Commander and it's going to go into yeah. like Tron and probably um, nowhere else. Yeah, so I feel like Fate Refarge has will have a hard time sort of making some real profit. Mm. And whereas, so for Fate, for Kens of Tarkir, you clearly have a lot of competitive staple, staples. Yeah. Mostly course. the five fetches. It's the fetches and... But also yeah, like I a few sh- other cards. Yeah. But like, you, you'll have to dig through time for Legacy. You'll have the... Uh, You'll have the uh, the monastery swift spear. You'll have the siege rhino. You'll have there there yeah, are yeah, a few there cards. Are the cards. There are a few are cards worth, in yeah, there. They are worth the money um, that they play. And dragons dragons of Tarkir will have the appeal for casual, casual players. players yeah. So down the line, when you like, what do you want to draft today? Oh yeah, I just want to draft a set full of dragons, like dragons of Tarkir. And you have to remember, okay, and for those of you listening at home, like you have to remember that uh, supply is going to be a little tight. Uh, when it comes to this set, so it's either going to be tight or it's going to be too large. No, I don't think it will be too large. Like if, How I is th- it going to be? I think too the, large? the opportunity here is if a, a shop overestimates the demand. I know, no, as in I'm talking about like single card supplies because. Oh yeah, like, yeah no, definitely, just, yeah, yeah. That that was the whole point, yeah. Of yeah. This, this so single, I mean, like single card supplies are going to be 
in like it's going to be in hot demand okay that depends like it's going to be in demand but more importantly there's going to be a lack of supply and because of this lack of supply the card prices are going to go up which means that uh you know if you hold on to your boxes for i i won't say you hold on to your boxes but it remains to be seen whether there will be real demand for like individual cards but i think what you need to look out for is either clearly evaluate the power level of cards very soon Mm -hmm. so you need to like look out for storage during your pre-release oh this card was like crazy good or like this card did this and you you need to assess if the if that could be like a constructed scenario if that card could have applications outside of seal i'm not just saying like pick up your uh i don't know uh what's like a limited bomb like i'm not saying pick up your like citadel sieges like pick up all of them no, but uh, yeah, you have to you have to think of it. In but the definitely pick up, yeah, exactly. Definitely pick up game. your Tassigors. Definitely mm-hmm. pick up, you know, like that sort of card that just is clearly a constructed all star. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you need to be very quick at assessing this. I need to be very quick. Well, you actually you don't need to be that quick at grabbing the cards, but yeah, you definitely want to be as quick as possible mm-hmm. and be on the lookout for that first. So what I what I think the strategy is. Is you have two options. You you're either very good at assessing the power level of cards, and you shortlist the ones you want to get your hands on, or have friends that do it. <laughs> well, yeah. So you either go to the pre-release and aggressively trade or buy the cards that you shortlisted based on your own evaluation, uh-huh. or or you wait a week until release day, uh, and you wait to see how the decks change and how the metagame evolves. Yeah. Okay. And you'll have. And you either buy before the prices go up, or you basically let them go down during Mother Master season. Yeah, I, no, I don't think they will go down because supply. There is will just be, be yeah. Bad. The thing is, the supply will will be stable, but the demand but is the demand drop, will be lower. Yeah. So yeah, th- I think there will be. I think there might be a window there before MTG Origin, Origins comes out. So basically, and also what you want to do is, even if a card isn't very powerful now, you want to look out for. MTG Origin spoilers and see what cards from this set might be very powerful after, yes. and of especially I mean that's, that's... and especially after rotation. But the point is, if if a, if you see the opportunity for a card in Dragons of Tarkir mm-hmm. to excel and be very powerful, you want to get your copies because the supply will be limited on these. Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess that's what we want to say about uh, for Dragons of Tarkir, like Finance One Hundred One. Like this is going to be. Uh, just to summarize, this is going to be a very limited supply set. Well, that depends. But like, if you're talking about singles, it's going to be relatively limited in supply because it's going up against you know modern masters and it's going up against um, uh, you just have MTG Origins. Yeah. You have just a like, lot of cards. Um, yeah, so you have a lot of cards. It's three hundred something, right? Three. Uh, no, two hundred and sixty. Oh yeah, two six two six five. Two six right? seven or two six. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, so you have you have a you have a large, large set, set yeah. Uh, and it will only be open for like a month. And a half, a month and a Maybe half. Maybe a month because people will be sort of interested yeah. in the in the spoilers and will be planning their trip to the GP to play Modern Masters. Mm-hmm. And, it's you know, not cheap, by the way, like if you want to play yeah. Modern Masters. So if you guys want to save up or if you guys want to go for Modern Masters, go sell your Ataka's Command so that you can buy tickets to go to the Modern Masters GP. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go against uh, Dragons of Tarkir uh, finance. So you, you're gonna essentially you're gonna get like uh, 
the expensive cards are going to be really expensive. Yeah. Like, it, bottom line. Like, Tassigur, like, if Tassigur were in this set, Tassigur would be worth... And it was a mythic. A lot. Um, no, even if it's a rare. I think... Like, if it was a rare, it would be the same know. price as in Fate Reforged? No, I don't think so. We're going to get less Oh, demand. yeah, no, no, exactly. Well, We're going to get less supply. Yeah, no, correct, correct. It's, yeah, the supply would be would be yeah. smaller and also open for less time because Fate Reforged will continue to be open now, mm. even though it was one booster before and one booster now. But it's still so, more. So, it's, yeah, the, pro- the proportion is, in theory, it would be one booster in drink with cans and one booster with dragons. And because you have two boosters of dragons now, it should be the same. But it's not because you clearly opened a lot more of that one Fate Reforged booster alongside Kuns than mm-hmm. of these two dragons alongside exactly. the Kuns. Exactly. So alongside yeah. dragons. Alongside yeah, fate, sorry. yeah, so now it's going to be Fate, dragons, dragons. And what I'm saying is these three individually are going to be open less than the singular Fate Reforged booster that was with double Kuns. Exactly. So yeah, so basically, I don't know the actual number, but if you opened 100 boosters of Fate Reforged, then... You're only gonna open you're like 50, gonna open no. You're only gonna open like sixty six percent now because yeah. we open like two months worth of um. Of yeah. So you, if you open a hundred before and now you only open fifty of each of them, you'll get one hundred of dragons, but you'll get one hundred and fifty of fate reforged. And yeah, and you gotta remember it's a large set. Like there's yeah. there's uh, you know we cannot emphasize this more. Like the the dilution of the pool is going to be there or at least the lack of supply is going to yeah, be there yeah the only salvation here is if all of the cards in the set turn out to be very good or they postpone modern masters well <laughs> no <laughs> because yeah um but yeah if the, the the redeeming factor here could be that if all the cards are just very balanced like if all the rares are equally good and then equally sought be, out yeah. sought after yeah they'll just balance out the prices um because you know because of online um because of the price of a display and because of online redemption and so forth and so on, there is a cap on like the overall price of a set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, if all the cards turn out to have a very sort of balanced power level, then and they're going to be even. If the meta game, yeah. yeah, if the meta game is very broad, sorry, very uh, diverse, then the prices will balance out. Because people will still want to buy packs at yeah. that point, you know. Because if you're if you're going to pay four dollars for a pack. If you're gonna pay for like four dollars for a card, you know, um, I don't know. That depends on you. But I'd rather open up a pack. Like, there's a possibility. Yeah. No. So, if all the cards were worth more than the sealed packs, people yeah, would not open. Not like, open. the shops would crack the packs and sell the singles. Of course. So yeah, the price is limited there. So on average, uh, the contents of a pack always need to be smaller than the, the price of the sealed pack. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if all the cards are roughly equal, you gotta. If all the cards have uh, yeah, no. So if all the price. cards are like the same price, it'll balance out at like two something dollars each, mm. and at that point you're probably better off just cr- buying your buying singles. The singles, yeah. But yeah, no. So yeah, so in that case, it would even out, and you just buy the cards for your deck. But what we're saying is because there is a large pool, so each individual card comes uh, in your booster less often. If mm-hmm. there are three cards or four cards that are that stand out and become like clear staples of the format the demand will be very high for those four cards but the supply will be quite limited comparatively to other cards okay okay so do we want to 
speculate on what we want to get should we tell people like what we're getting this weekend no 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 otherwise you won't sell it sell it to us right exactly <laughs> like me and I, mick mick and i will be praying on your sealed pools i, I i'm looking for bathe in fire oh yeah tell yeah, me yeah. about it oh man it's when all the bathing fires in the yeah. world uh, if you have a bathing fire, I'm ba- looking. Is that bathing dragon fire? Ba- no, ba- oh sheesh. No, what's the new one? The the deals for five damage. Uh, roast. Roast. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for all the roasts. Yeah, yeah. Let's get all roast. All the roasts. Roast is a genuinely good card though. Man, like I'm getting I, roasted. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I trade for roasts. I think. Uh, is roast uncommon? No. It's, yeah, it is uncommon. Oh, it's uncommon. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I would trade for roast. Yeah, but like, like it's five damage. I've said, what my favorite cards in the set. If those are the cards I'm tra- targeting financially or not remains to be seen, mm. but yeah. Um, yeah, like people will see us on the uh, on the floor during the pre-releases. Please tell me your Tasi Guru, somebody. Wow, that might have been me a month and a half ago. Yeah, that was, no, I was. God, oh I yeah, was no, that so was you. Angry. I was Ooh, just, I was, I was just going behind your back and behind. I was so, I was making like, I was making so much noise. I want Tasi goes. It goes into my Nick. deck. I'm like. You know, you need to play it cool. Oh, Don't man. be too eager. Like, just you know, would you trade me that card? I kind of want it for like people my don't commander like, deck. People don't yeah, like, like trading you can, with. You can play. You can play the like people will be. Oh yeah, yeah like commander. Like, oh, I want. I really need that foil, man. It goes yeah, exactly. Like people deck. will be <laughs> like, people are starting to be careful when trading to me. Oh, like man. when people trade to me now, they always ask, "Oh, do you think this is gonna go up?" Like <laughs> I'm like, no, I just want it for my cube. <laughs> uh. Like, yeah, I know, like, and, I, mean, that's not actually true. I never lie to players. Like, like if if I think a card is gonna go up, I I'll explain to them why I think it will yeah. go up. But because uh, we might be wrong. Here, here's the thing: like we might be wrong, and yeah, know, like it's, it's fair game. Yeah, if, exactly. If it's, you agree with us, uh, if you agree with us, then great. If you've got a separate opinion, please let us know. I mean, like power to you. You know, you yeah, have exactly. your avenues to let us yeah, know, but and we'll. I see. think our strategy right now will be to keep quiet. <laughs> make our trades and then in a week's time when the SCG open happens we'll, take a look we'll let you know see, yeah. how it turned out alright I have some cards in mind I'm sure Mick does as well we'll no I'm a blank space <laughs> we'll uh, write your name we'll let you know we'll come to you and try to trade for your cards uh, yeah okay so uh, that ends our podcast today and remember you can listen to our previous episodes power9podcast.com <laughs> You can find us on iTunes uh, or MTG Cast if you so uh, if you if you want to. Um, uh, so yeah, if you got any comments, suggestions, uh, feedback, or any topics that we want to talk about, and next week, next week hopefully we'll talk about something fun. I hope, uh, or at least something useful for you guys. Yeah, next uh, week will be a very be very. Fun, yeah. It'll be a fun episode. If at least what we're planning, if if what we're planning comes together, next week is going to be really. Even fun. if it isn't useful, it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, so uh, for myself, oh yeah, right, you can email us. Right, I I ran off on a tangent. You can email us at power nine power nine podcast at gmail dot com. So for myself and Nuno. And all the players in Poznan and all the players in Porto have a great pre-release. Uh, okay, all the players around the world. I don't just mean, you know, exclusively uh, these people. Have a great pre-release weekend. Open all the rares. Put all the rares into your sealed deck and just beat the crap out of your opponent. Correct. Uh, so for me and Nuno, we're signing off. Bye-bye, guys. Ciao. Thank you.